Bring in the lamp. I have been teaching this play to teens for about the last 20 years, and they are unfailingly fascinated and absolutely scandalized by the scene between Nora and Dr. Rank. It really is a riveting one, and so rich with meaning that I won't possibly do justice to it here. But I'll try. Nora is so frantic with fear, so determined to prevent her husband from having to sacrifice himself for her sake, that she is contemplating suicide as a means of escape. In so doing, she would escape the clutches of Krogstad, clear her home of the germs of evil, and preserve her husband's good name. But at first, she hasn't the courage to go through with it, and instead, she desperately seeks some means of paying off her debt at once. Just at the moment of her most fevered desperation, the bell rings, and Dr. Rank appears. Dr. Rank is her dearest of friends. He is a man of means, and he has found himself at death's door. Whatever Nora's initial misgivings, the temptation is just too great. Nora's intimacy with Rank is real, but it is decidedly not romantic. With him, she has a comfortable rapport. She can eat sweets and say naughty words without fear of his disapproval. She can talk with him about intimate subjects that some might regard as unseemly. He can tell her of his impending death and count on her tenderness. But Nora is very clear. Quote, There are some people one loves best, and others whom one would almost always rather have as companions. Unquote. Rank is her amiable companion. Torvald is the beloved husband for whose sake she would give her life. When she resolves to ask Rank for a loan, she resorts to the only means she knows for compelling men to do what she wants, coquetry. In the scene that plays out next, my students first lift their heads from the page with wide eyes, then put their hands over their mouths, then gasp in disbelief, and finally exclaim their disapproval. This devoted wife and mother first tells Rank coyly that she always has time for him. Then she talks to him in euphemisms about titillating subjects. Then she giggles, calls him a rascal, and places her hand on his shoulders. Then invites him to imagine she is dancing only for him. And finally, entices him to contemplate her flesh by giving him a glimpse of her silk stockings. But when this creates an opening for Rank's candid confession that he loves her and would do anything for her sake— there is an abrupt and definitive change in Nora's manner. She sighs with disappointment, rises with deliberateness, calls what he did horrid, and walks away. She could put on her coy and coquettish show only as long as it was no more than that. The moment it became something serious, Nora would have nothing to do with the betrayal of her husband that such an act of intimacy would mean. She had been role-playing the part of the alluring flirt, but with Rank's confession, things got real. So, she calls in the lamp to kill the romantic mood that her manner and the setting sun had cultivated, and to force them to face each other in the starkness of its light. There are so many layers to this scene, some of which will only emerge in retrospect. <laughs>